And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. Uh, let's jump into some of these major headlines. We're going to try to clarify it for our listeners. This is our first pick of the day. Truckers strike. So striking truckers say they're going to vote on whether to scrap its ongoing walkout amid more orders for them to return to work. It does seem like that return to work order previously issued did have an effect. There's going to be a vote. So what's the latest? Right. So it seems like uh, the United truckers, they're kind of feeling the pressure from the government as well as business groups as well in uh, terms of trying to uh, get them to return to work. Uh, and the government issued an order for striking truckers serving the petrochemical and steel industries to return to work. So there's been an expansion uh, on the uh, order. Amid the growing pressure, the cargo trucker solidarity say they will conduct a vote at 9 a.m. this morning. So just in a couple of hours time to decide whether to continue with the walkout. Now, the leaders of the union held an emergency meeting as well after the Democratic Party announced it will accept the government's proposal to extend this whole freight rate system that guarantees minimum wages for truckers for another three years. Um, it seems like the DP were kind of on their side, but now it's, uh, mm. it looks more um, uh, the fact that they uh, are too are going to pressure these right. truckers to return to work amid kind of, you know, slowing economies. Mm. Um, the Prime Minister Handok Su said the second order was inevitable because the strike is likely to disrupt shipments of key exports, including semiconductors and cars. He also renewed calls for striking truckers to end their strike. Meanwhile, the finance ministry said cement shipments had returned to the average level as of Wednesday following the implementation of last week's order. It was limited to cement drivers for the first round of the this return to work order. So it seems like it is paying off. And that's why I think the government is expanding it to the petrochemical and steel industries. Mm. Um, and the finance minister, Chu Ho, said additional measures were necessary as the prolonged strike has caused damage to local industries. His ministry said shipments of steel products have decreased to 48%, causing damages estimated at 1.3 trillion won. Uh, it added that the output in the petrochemical sector also hovers around 20% of the average days, causing another damage of 1.3 trillion won as well. Uh, the presidential office said the government is open as well to ho holding uh, talks with the striking truckers once they return to work. And there seems to be a similar sentiment from the ruling party as well. Hmm. The Democratic Party said it will accept the proposal if um, other uh, concessions are made. Hmm. But the ruling party said that they must come to work first in order for any kind of revisions or talks to take place. But it does seem like the unionized truckers will take a vote and by noon today we'll have a better framework as to whether they are more inclined, at least the ones who haven't returned to work yet, to go back. Uh, we'll keep tabs on that story as we move on to a second keyword of the day. Korean age scraps. Will it finally make things a little less confusing? Uh, it's not just a talking point, is it, when it comes to paperwork and bureaucratic systems right here in Korea? It does create some some confusion. Koreans are expected to get one or two years younger from June next year as the country has decided to scrap the so-called Korean age system in favor of the international standard. Hmm. <laughs> it seems a bit, uh, well, better late than never, I guess. But uh, there's been a lot of talk around it and it has been one of the campaign pledges by right. uh, President uh, Yoon when he was president-elect. Uh, 
But Koreans are set to, yes, become one or even two years younger, uh, at least on official paperwork, though. So culturally, we don't know if it will be uh, adjusted to. But from June next year, the so-called Korean aid system, uh, or we should say systems, rather, because there's various ways of calculating mm. uh, it, will no longer be permitted on official documents. So only the standardized, internationally recognized method uh, will remain. Uh, the government is fulfilling a campaign pledge, of course, to reduce confusion by adopting the same system used in the rest of the world, basically. Uh, currently, the most widely used calculation method in Korea is the so-called Korean A system, in which a person is one year old at birth and then gains a year on the first day of each new year. And it's a separate method uh, called the counting age. Mm -hmm. A person's age is calculated from zero at birth and the year is added on January 1st. This method exists primarily to calculate the legal age to drink alcohol and smoke. Uh, but Korea also uses a globally recognized system in which age is calculated by an individual's birthday as well. And the first birthday, of course, is celebrated 365 days <laughs> after birth. Um, but critics have raised concerns that the different systems may cause confusion in providing welfare, mm. uh, medical and administrative services as well and incur unnecessary social costs. Uh, so it seems like Korea is conforming to uh, what is the majority of the world in calculating their age. Um, I guess it's good news for people <laughs> like you and I who are getting older. So even that one or two years may sound a, a little bit better. You know, if, if we can get younger by any means, why not? Please, Adam, do not group me in the same age group as yourself. <laughs> that is so offensive. But I actually intend to flash my ID if, if people uh, subject to my international age. I did feel robbed of two years because I'm an October baby. Yeah. And that makes things... Uh. Kind of unfair. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it depends on what uh, month you were born in. Uh, so I think, uh, but I think the wide consensus is that it'll be a bit more, uh, this uh, new system will be welcomed by a majority of people, I guess. Uh, at least to clarify confusion for, as you've said, I, I think providing welfare, medical and administrative order, it's unnecessary confusion and that's costly. Mm. It is. Let's um, move yeah. on to our third keyword of the day. North Korean IT workers. So the South Korean government has issued an interagency warning against hiring North Korean IT workers amid reports of the country is using them as a source of foreign currency earnings. We're also seeing reports of voice phishing scams that are somehow linked to North Korea as well. So what's the latest, Adam? Right, so the statements and instruction that was issued by the National Security Agency and several ministries jointly specifically warn firms to ramp up their screening and conduct more thorough uh, identity checks. It says the North has increasingly dispatched highly skilled people around the world to generate revenue uh, to fund its weapons programs. Basically, uh, anything or any foreign revenue that's created by the North usually gets funneled into the weapons program. Mm. Uh, hiring North Korean IT workers is not only prohibited by South Korean law, but also violates UN Security Council resolutions as well. Uh, South Korean firms do need approval from the Unification Minister to hire North Korean IT workers, and violations can result in hefty fines and even jail time as well. Uh, South Korea is actually the second country to, in the world to issue such an advisory after the U.S., did so back in May with a similar advisory. Now, the advisory issued by Seoul details identity theft methods by North Korean IT workers, such as photoshopping images of South Korean driver's licenses, for example, to create accounts for job-searching websites 
in the South or paying foreigners to borrow their accounts on such online platforms. Uh, some cases involved North Korea workers approaching foreign freelance workers to work together and share the earnings in projects commissioned by South Korean companies. So they're coming up with a, a wide range of ways to kind of disguise themselves. Mm. Um, and many of such workers are believed to belong to North Korean organizations that are subject to UNSE sanctions, including the Munitions Industry Department and the Ministry um, of National Defense uh, in the North. So uh, more calls there um, amid, uh, more calls for a more thorough screening process amid these reports. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Interest rate. So Korea's central bank says it sees a need to keep raising the interest rate amid high inflation expectations. Can you run us through the details of the latest report? Right. So it's uh, since it's expected that inflation will stay much higher than the target level, even if the economy growth slows, it is necessary to continue the upward trend of interest rates for the time being. That was from the BOK's report submitted to lawmakers to brief them on the uh, latest economic and financial market conditions. Uh, the BOK said the headline inflation would hover around 5% for now, although economic downside pressures both at home and abroad would moderately slow the inflation. Uh, the central bank has hiked its key policy rate nine times and a combined 2.75 percentage points since August last year. The rate stays at three and a quarter percent and market watchers predict that the terminal rate of the current rate hike cycle hike cycle uh, could rise to as high as three and a half percent. The country's consumer prices rose five percent in November from a year earlier, slowing from a 5.7 percent rise tallied uh, in October. Price growth has been moderating after rising as high as 6.3 percent in July. That was the highest in about 24 years. Um, the supply side inflationary pressure was expected to fall amid ease supply chain disruptions and cheaper global crude oil. Uh, the demand side inflationary pressure may mount due to the so-called pent-up demand or the resumption of the delayed consumption that was caused by the pandemic. Uh, the BOK notes that if private consumption weakens faster than expected amid the global economic downturn and the faltering housing market, the demand side inflationary pressure could also reduce in the foreseeable future. So basically, interest rates are set to increase still going into the next year also. All right, with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. More jobs. Korea saw the biggest amount of new jobs last year in five years as employment in the retail and welfare sector grew. Is it necessarily growing or bouncing back? Let's take a look at the details. Right. So it really depends on how you interpret these numbers, basically. Yes, uh, objectively, the job numbers have grown, but the quality of jobs, of course, have always been up for debate when we do discuss these kind of figures. Uh, but if we do look at the latest figures uh, from Statistics Korea, shows the country's total jobs reached uh, just over 25 and a half million last year. That's up 850,000 or three and a half percent from the previous year. It marked the largest yearly gain since 2016. Uh, that's when the statistics agency started combining related data, so basically the highest on record. Uh, by sector, the wholesale and retail industry added 170 jobs on year in 2021. The health and social uh, welfare sector followed with 150,000. The telecommunications industry added 80,000 new jobs. 
By age, the, uh, jobs for those aged 60 and older rose by the largest number, 470,000. This is apparently due to the government increasing temporary work positions for senior citizens. Mm. Uh, in contrast, jobs for people in their 30s dropped by 1,000. Um, the data was compiled based on information about subscriptions to forms of social insurance. Such data do not match the number of employed people as one person can be counted as holding more than one job mm. uh, if employed in multiple positions. So um, do take these uh, data and figures with a grain of salt. Yes, the numbers do seem quite high and a lot of additions of jobs, but are they quality jobs and are they lasting jobs? That mm. is, of course, the question uh, that is raised every time with such data. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage and the clarification. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a warm and great weekend. See you next week. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.